Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. I have, I don't think I've ever met a developer specifically that's like, you know what? Uh, every day I sit down and plan, I'm going to do this and I get it all done. And every week I finish everything on my to-do list and um, I'm just really on top of everything. And Aaron, not even you. Oh, damn. <laughs> I I could see you gearing up and I'm like, no, not even you. I was, I was trying to remember the year we met. I was like, do you, you don't remember meeting me in 2007? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just I could anticipate it, you know, and it, it's really honestly, I don't think it's specific to developers. I think just in general, <laughs> there's always more work to be done or more things we want to accomplish than we can get mm-hmm. done. But I, I thought I'd bring it up this week specifically around developers because it's I mean, that's what I am. And that's kind of like the people I know. And uh, just talk a little bit about some some tips around time management and even just like mental attitude that I think can help overcome some of the negativity we may feel or like the defeatist approach like oh i'm never going to get this done anyways and just, it can kind of weigh on you if you if you let it mm-hmm. so i guess the first thing i know we've talked about in the past how we plan projects but to get a little bit more specific you know like like the way i um <laughs> the way i plan out a week you know because it, it could i think this is probably the first tip is um try to minimize the number of decisions you have to make as to like, what should I work on next? And mm-hmm. so um, the reason I find this helpful is it eliminates decision fatigue, but it also can tamp down the tendency we may have to jump between things or to let like new emergencies, quote unquote, emergencies, like derail what we had planned for a given day or week. And so um I, I have a, a weekly routine at the start of the week. I kind of know what I want to accomplish. And maybe there's several things I want to accomplish. I'll even rank those. Like, well, if I only got one of these things done this week, this would be the one. And I, and I kind of sort them that way. And very often I will look at it and I'm like, you know what? These four things will never happen this week. Maybe I should drop that to three. And Aaron, what would you say? You'd say, no, drop it to one, right? No, like, no. I was going to say very often you'll look at your list and say these four things. Whenever me and you talk, you're like, these are the four things I'm going to get done. And then I'll be able to do some more things. I'm like, no, you do one <laughs> or true. two of those possibly. It's and true. So continue to lie. I mean, uh, continue to explain. <laughs> no, Aaron, Aaron is here to keep me honest, but, but, but that it's a tendency. It's like, oh, or, and you might even say, you know what? I have to get all these things done this week. They're due this week. It's like, just because you say you have to doesn't mean it's going to happen anyways. So like, don't enter the week with an impossible expectation because you're just setting yourself up for stress and failure. But to, to kind of focus in on the point, the original point is by planning it up front, number one, you will hopefully come to the realization early in the week, oh, I can't get all that done. And you'll lower your expectations. But number two, with that going into the week with that mindset, if something new pops up, you'll be like, well, I absolutely can't add something to it this week, I'll put that on my list for next week. And it just, it just sort of changes the mindset from trying to be reactionary to like, no, here's my plan. I'm going to try to stick to it. And I'm, I'm going to try to make it a realistic plan, not like a super optimistic sunny day scenario. If everything goes right, I could get all these things done. I just had an idea and I kind of want to derail your topic here a little bit. Please, please. But it's, it's super important. So okay. one of the things that makes a developer not great, not 
fulfill the, their potential is mm-hmm. panic and being Ooh. rushed. Right. Yeah. And, and so you might start thinking, well, I'm working at this job or I'm working for these clients and I, um, I have to get these things done. So I, you know, that's how I always thought too, because I'd hear people tell you like, oh, just prioritize. And if you don't get everything done, it's fine. And I'm like, you don't understand <laughs> if I don't get everything done, my boss is going to fire me. I yeah. won't have any money. Like, and then there's a lot of stuff. I have a family to support all these different yeah. things. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of this stuff comes into your mind. And so you're like, that's, that's all great. And thanks for, you know, this other useful book on how to prioritize your stuff, getting things done, <laughs> but I actually have to get things done. I'm not yeah. fancy like you that can, you know, have all your money and all that. Right. And so w- one of the, one of the biggest things that I, I wish I would have done sooner and everyone talks about it, at least in circles I've been around. And I just, I just, I never could discipline myself to do it. And turns out once I, took a little bit of a sacrifice and disciplined myself for a couple of months, my, my life had, had changed. Hmm. And that was to actually develop an emergency fund. Okay. So some actual money. Um, and for a little while, like I spent nothing and it was horrible. And I was three, four months in saving and going like, and this was a while ago, but I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this to myself. This, this isn't what life has to be. Right. Like I'm eating ramen for four months. I'm not doing anything with people. I'm slowly putting another couple bucks in my savings account and all this stuff. And, and I'm like, ah, this, this, is this really worth it? <laughs> but what, what's amazing is that whole action right there made me a way better programmer. And the reason <laughs> is because I was able to have something saved up a little bit so that if my boss did fire me, I wasn't going to be done. Right. Yeah. I could find another job. I, you know, I worked hard enough and, you know, I could find another job. Now, finding another job within two weeks, if you're living, you know, on your paycheck to paycheck, it's basically impossible. Like, how do you get sure, the money? Yeah, yeah. So once you once you develop this idea of saving up this money, it makes it easier that you're like, well, if I did get fired, then I still have some money and I can find my next job, right? Mm-hmm. But but the that's not that's that's one mechanic of it. But really, how it made me a better programmer was once I knew that that was that main stress, you know, like trying to prioritize stuff, and I didn't get it all done. My boss was going to fire me. I cared about being fired, but I, I it no longer was the worst thing in the world. Right. I suddenly was able to follow this advice. Yeah. So I took a couple of months, saved up some money. So if I did get canned, which actually never happened, which no. is something I made up in my head, but right. it was something I had to get past. And then yeah. I was able to prioritize. I was able to actually develop better. I learned more skills and all this stuff. So it, it was actually probably the best thing I've done um, in my, my career was saving up a little money so I could then follow these, these steps. And the reason I bring this up and kind of derail us a little bit is because I think I've mentioned in the past, I have a pet peeve of people that come on that are in a different part in their life that try mm-hmm. to give me advice on how to get there without yeah. talking about the steps that you actually need to do and the hard work getting there. So <laughs> when someone is super famous and they say, well, if you just put away 1%, suddenly you have a million dollars. It's like, no, if I put no. away 1% of my current income. That's $4, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like, right. But, yeah. right. So then acknowledge yeah. is going to be a rough couple of months. Yeah. No, it's a fair point. And I, and I think I, what I was going to ask you, but I think you kind of hinted at it, is like the reality wasn't you were about to get fired or you were, were going to get fired. Like you could, it would have to be a pretty bad boss or client if you actually worked your hardest and you couldn't accomplish everything that was thrown at you that that they fire you for that. Like it, it's through no fault of your own, right? Like unless they expect you to work 80 hours or something crazy. But just even even if it's an irrational fear, you're saying like sort of conquering that by having a little bit of a cushion mm-hmm. helped you to like banish that irrational fear and just focus on doing the work and not sweating so much. Like what might happen if I don't get this done this week? I'm going to argue with you um, a little bit on that because I think uh, 
you know, our Surprise. career paths were <laughs> our career paths were, <laughs> were pretty different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can imagine people listening to that saying, like, what do you mean having a bad boss? Like, I've had only bad bosses. Oh, okay. You know, and, and so, yeah. you know, you 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 know, based off what I know about your experience, and it's great. You know, you worked for yourself for a while, you had some decent bosses. Uh, starting out, I had some pretty poor ones. Mm. Um, and I, I, for that, that affects how I look at this. And so you say, well, it had to be a pretty bad boss to give you crap. Yeah. I had bosses that would call me day and night, you know, you know, about this kind of stuff. And, and, and so I think you have to remember that there's a lot of different scenarios there. So that's Mm. why when you say, well, they went to fire you. I'm like, yeah, I, I, (laughs) my, my first technical job, it was kind of, not adjusted you know the the place was mm-hmm. but i got fired three times by the same owner who it was a partnership with the other owner fired me or brought me back that night okay. so i'd get fired during the day and i got brought back that night and, and like that wow. is a thing that happens you yeah, know because it was bad. it was tech support and i wasn't hitting the numbers that they wanted but it was because i was spending a little bit more time with mm-hmm. customers to make sure the problem was solved than getting them off the phone and, and so I guess my, my point is like, I, I, I don't want to ever like downplay that, like, oh no, there are really tough situations. Yeah. And especially when you're first starting out, you get in situations where you don't have a choice and yeah, it m- might be a bad boss, but there are a lot of them. There's a lot of people that shouldn't be bosses that are. So uh, depending on your circumstances, it actually may not be a completely irrational fear that like, yeah. if somebody shovels like all this work on you and you can't get it done because it's not realistic, they could still hold you accountable for that. Yeah, I think that happens a lot. A lot. I mean, I've heard lots of horror stories about that too. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that wasn't partly the developer's fault for not, you know, setting proper expectations and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I want to kind of circle back around and say like that was the reason why for me setting up that whole fund, you know, having some money is because while it, with the with the boss I had, uh, it was turned out to be a logical fear at that time when I finally made a de- mm-hmm. decision. It was bosses before that that gave me that kind of almost like a PTSD of some sort where I'm just like, yeah. all bosses want to do is fire you for the smallest slip up. Yeah. Yeah. Fair fair point. I think it was a, a fair derailment. Not everybody <laughs> has just sailed through life like me without a bad boss. I, I, I did <laughs> well, have not, a bad not, boss early in, in my life, but it wasn't tech related. So, And I was dumb, yeah. young and probably deserved to. <laughs> <laughs> get the grief I got at that point in my life. But yeah, so I guess, you know, just to um, kind of summarize, like what what I was thinking of as far as like a takeaway piece of advice. Number one, have some formal planning, like don't just sail through each day trying to get through as much as you can, like pause generally at the start of the week mm-hmm. and and have a plan. And number two, try to be realistic, like it's hard as developers. We're always optimistic, like, oh, I could do that in three hours. No, that's going to take three days, right? <laughs> like, not right. that you're bad or, but just complexity that can't be seen up front. And then number three, stick to the plan. Don't let, to, to the extent that your circumstances allow, don't mm-hmm. let things derail you. So uh, like in my case, maybe I get an email and it's like, hey, Joel, you know, would you want to help us with this? I could say, that'd be great. Let's get on a call. Let's do it. No, this week I have these things planned. You know, I can get in touch with you next week. Would that work? Like something like that can really help you to not constantly feel like you're underwater. Right. I think number four would be also to add communication to that list. Yeah. I mean, or that 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 process. So when you've developed your um your goal, try to find a way to communicate that to the people that it kind of matters to. So yeah. I'll give you two examples. One is if you're working for you know uh, someone and you know you made your list of things you're going to do this week, tell them. You sure. know, yeah. as a former as a former uh, manager myself, I was less. I mean, I, I cared about the output, 
but I was, I, I just, I need, I, it was an information job. So yeah. I needed to know what you were going to do so I could communicate that. And I could put that together with the other 20 people I had to manage. Right. <laughs> right. And say, yeah. in general, this is where we're going. Or on the flip side, like for a contractor, like me and you work together too, mm-hmm. we'll start out our, our week then telling each other what we're going to do this week, because yeah. there are some overlaps and there sure. are some that don't, but it's kind of a way of, you know, reinforcing, this is what I'm going to do. And it also gives us that chance then to say, Hey, are you sure you're not doing too much? <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't sound realistic. Uh, maybe you want to do half that amount. <laughs> I, I, I've maybe heard that once or twice from you, Aaron. Yeah, this week. <laughs> yeah. So here in Wisconsin, we, we do have some severe weather. I think we're sheltered from a lot of uh, natural disasters, but, you know, like w- tornadoes, right, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, have you seen winter here? But okay, anyway. <laughs> Okay, blizzards, sure. Um, but the reason I mentioned tornadoes specifically is because generally um, there's like warning systems and you have to take action, like, you know, go in the house, get in the basement, whatever, right? Like you, you don't want to mess around with that. You don't want to be like uh, when I was a kid and uh, the tornado siren would go off and people go outside to like see where it was. Like, that's not a good idea. Don't do that. Oh, I, st- I still do that. That, that Especially that's a big that thing. Like, yeah if, yeah, if it's storming, you go in your garage and you stand there with the, with the door open and watch. Right, right. You hope it doesn't come from the other direction. Yeah, exactly. So I, and I've done that too. But anyways, so, so like, I get that. In fact, like they'll interrupt, you're watching a TV show, they'll interrupt it with, uh, you know, mm-hmm. alert, weather alert, seek shelter. But uh, last week, there were some thunderstorms and, and, you know, there were some high winds, but they interrupted TV to be like, it's storming outside. And I was talking to my dad about this. He was more annoyed because it happened during a football game. I mean, that's kind of a, mm. that's a big thing. He's like, I'm already inside. I don't have to seek shelter. Like, I don't have to go in my basement. Like, what do they want me to do? Like, anybody seeing this <laughs> on TV is already in the place they need to be. Like, unless they happen to be outside. But then if they were outside, they would see the storm and they would go inside because they don't want to get rained on. But it was mm-hmm. just kind of an interesting thought. Like, Sometimes the, the weather people get a little overexcited and it's like, you know, they'll, they'll take 10 minutes to tell you it's going to rain in like 20 minutes. And it's like, OK, what, what am I supposed to do with that information? Well, they're excited because they're finally right. That's you know, right. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going <laughs> to yeah. double or triple down on this. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a People's, it's a short know forecast. my name. <laughs> that's, that's probably a part of it. It's a good, good observation. Get off the news, stormy waters. <laughs> Are you curious what we've been working on or want to know about our most newest updates? You can sign up for our newsletter. It's at masteringlaravel.io, right at the bottom of the homepage. Plop in your email address and you'll get all the great news. 